This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. If you're in retail, today is the first day of the rest of your life. The province is proceeding with the first phase of reopening the economy. And as of today, all retailers with a street door can open for curbside pickup only. Is that a good start? Will it help struggling small businesses? Uh, have you thought of uh, maybe going out and picking something up? You'll have to call ahead or order online ahead. Is that? Are, do you welcome the opportunity to do that as a customer? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, we go to Mary Fragadakis, who is a former Toronto City Councillor and the current head of the Danforth Business Improvement Association. Linda Prangley is the owner of Love Me Do Baby and Maternity, and that is here in our Liberty Village neighborhood. And Nadine Devereaux Ayakulo is on the board of the Uptown Young BIA and the co-owner of Capo Salerno, which is a men's clothing store and tailoring place in the Young and Eglinton neighborhood. Thanks for joining us and welcome to you all. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Okay, let's start with Mary. So is this this a good thing? Well, it's a good first step. I mean, we're not at stage one yet, but I mean, what today is is really the formalization of what's actually been going on with small businesses anyways, because many of them had, you know, as this thing has been dragging on, if you will, um, people had converted to uh, online business and some of them had started offering curbside pickup because they didn't want to send it out for delivery or they, it was just, it's quite expensive. The Canada Post and the courier companies were bogged down and and lots of delays. Um, And also many of them felt that, you know, with uh, cannabis being you know, allowed to be sold online and then not being essential service and then back um, as being sold online and, and also then having curbside pickup, many people felt that they were being disadvantaged in the small business world. So I think today is really the formalization of what's been going on for people in small business who are trying to uh, survive. Yeah. Uh, Linda Frangley, mm-hmm. does it work for you? We've actually been doing curbside ever since um, the shutdown first started. Um, our business, we offer breast pumps and um, other baby essentials. So um, we that's what we've been doing. Uh, for the first while, we were actually um, encouraging people to take up take us up on our same-day delivery program. Um, it's definitely a lot more work, and it was definitely a lot more expensive. But at the time, with so much uncertainty, a lot of people were very hesitant to even come out. And we also weren't necessarily comfortable with, you know, we're just trying to minimize contact as much as possible. So, um, but yeah, we've basically been offering curbside from the beginning. 
Well, it's 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 interesting to me because I saw a retailer in in my neighborhood offering curbside. You know, when I was in line for the grocery store or something, mm-hmm. and uh, it turned out that they were do, doing so. Um, it was against the bylaws. So uh, I don't know. Um, it, that's that was interesting to me that until today, for a lot of retailers, uh, they may have been doing yeah. it, but it wasn't actually legal. Yeah, exactly. So there, like it was the on the ministry website, there was a list of, you know, type of retailers that can still be open. Um, and fortunately, ours was one of them just because we do provide medical devices and um, essentials. Um, so that's that's why we were able to do it from the beginning. Um, but yeah, for a lot of other businesses, especially for clothing stores, um, I can I can only imagine how difficult it must have been like to only be able to operate online and not being able to offer that extra bit of um, curbside service. Speaking well, of closing, it's still an issue because you're not allowed to actually have people in your store. Absolutely, you're still only able to do online. You're not allowed to have people come in, try things on, return things, exchange things. So I mean, it's it's like I said, yeah. it's a, it's a first step, and it's wildly problematic when big stores like Walmart are allowed to be open. While they sell food, they also sell everything else under the sun, which disadvantages small businesses. Absolutely. Let's bring in Nadine Devereaux-Ayakulo. Hello. Hi. So you are a clothing store and we are. a tailor shop. So does this, does this work for you? Well, it's, um, I mean, again, I agree with what the other ladies are saying. At least curbside pickup, it's a start. But for a business like ours, it is quite difficult because uh, we do have the tailoring. My husband is uh, an Italian tailor. So when we have our existing clients that, you know, they, they see pieces online or on our Instagram that they like, he can do tailoring because he knows what some of their alteration measurements would be. And then we can, you know, send it out as a delivery. Uh, but existing clients, that's where it gets, a, or sorry, mm-hmm. uh, new clients, that's where it gets a little bit difficult because if they do need alterations, I mean, it, it becomes a little bit more problematic, you know. And we've joked about what do we do? Do we do a makeshift change room, put it on the sidewalk and, you know, allow something like that, which is completely impractical. Um, you know, however, in in the the like skew of the actual virus itself it's been said that apparently it only stays on clothing for a maximum of 15 minutes and if you steam it you know things are actually okay it's not like a hard surface like plastic or countertops right so Mm -hmm. um it's not i guess as as bad as uh as some situation well it's it's definitely going to be a a difficult situation going forward for us so we're not really sure um how we're going to move forward with the the whole curbside pickup. It's just going to be, you know, whatever people have ordered online or something like that, then we can deliver it that way. But, you know, we were doing deliveries prior as well. Um, I mean, well, Nadine, I'm actually time. really curious when the, when the medical officer of health actually does announce what the guidelines are going to be for how mm-hmm. retailers in clothing mm-hmm. and or shoes um, handle mm-hmm. people trying things on and how long, what are their recommendations going to be for how long that has to be isolated before somebody else can try it on. That's, oh, no, that's, uh, that's that really, like. it's, it's very interesting. And it's also the people in the store. I'm, I'm just thinking that for say a small neighborhood clothing store, mm-hmm. their business is, is service. I mean, you, if you have somebody you trust, 
they will know what might look good on you and you want to come and try it on. And maybe I know that in my neighborhood, you know, when when I go to get my manicure, then the little clothing shop is next door. Uh, so I go there, but I, I don't know what their online presence is. It's it's just a, a very different thing than, say, buying from uh, a big department store that has uh, a very well-developed online business. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Nadine, it's it's not easy. No, it's not easy. And I mean, you know, we've had precautions um, put in place since March. We have sanitizers, masks, and gloves for ourselves and even for our customers. You know, moving forward, we're hoping that um, it's, it is difficult. You know, we're hoping that, you know, if the regulations do ease up a bit and we're able to have customers in our store, you know, we're ready. We've already discussed it, you know, having the, the limited amount of people coming in, um, maintaining that way, doing all the sanitizing procedures, not accepting cash. You know, there's so many things that we've already thought about and it's already mm-hmm. going to be put into place when the time comes. But, you know, it is hard because when you've got a small boutique like us. We're a go-to shop, you know. Mm. We have, let's say, maximum 10 people come into our store a day. It's very different compared to something like a, a, the Bay, let's say, for example, where they have hundreds coming in, maybe within a three-hour period, you know, under these new regulations. Uh, in some ways, I think, you know, it'd be nice if they would at least maybe look at the square footage of the boutiques or of the stores themselves when it comes to retailing and, you know, try to see, okay, well, if it's a smaller location that can handle, you know, the numbers on a much better level than the larger ones, you know, should we all be put into the same, um, put into the the same mix in that sense? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the the other part of it is that we know it's going to be a very long time until mm-hmm. public events resume. So if mm-hmm. you're talking about the things that people buy so they can go out, yeah. well, they're not going out. So, you know, everybody is wearing sweatpants. I, I've mm-hmm. seen in one of the emails that I get from some fashion uh, site, you know, the headline was, should I get dressed every day? (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. No, and it's true. It's true. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we do offer a lot of suits, which I know that it might be a bit tricky in this um, in this period, which is fine. But, you know, going forward, there's a lot of T-shirts, polos. We're coming into summer, luckily, right? So there's going to be all those nice summer items that people, they're going to want to wear because they're going to, quite frankly, be going outside and not everybody wants to dress sloppy let's say <laughs> okay well let's 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 hope so linda i mean you mm-hmm. talked about some of the medical things and breast pumps that that you sell but uh, what what are the other things i mean are you assuming you sell some baby clothes toys yes yeah for sure we have baby clothes books uh just like your everyday essentials we have clothing for uh, maternity and for nursing and we've definitely seen a big dip in the maternity fashion side um, so what we, what we're going to be doing most likely is just pivot our offering, um, so that we focus more on loungewear, um, and, uh, and do that instead of, you know, like the blazers and things like that. But I mean, to that point though, like people are still working from home and I think there could be, uh, an interesting, um, like social story, like a social content there where it's like, you know, Hey, it's important to get dressed in, in the morning, even though you're working from home and just feel like you are, you know, ready for the day. Um, so I think there 
could be some creative way to creative ways to um, present product that you know that might not feel so relevant right now, but will still can still have a place. Um, so I think uh, I'm, be I'm in, with you because I mean you're on a, a lot of people are on, we're all on these Zoom calls and you want to look like right. you're not in your sweat, so you're trying to like sense. you know fix your hair as much as you can and put on some makeup and yeah, wear yeah, something a little bit nicer that actually bottom. looks good for the other people on the Zoom conference. Okay, yeah, we, and you also feel good too, right? Like you just you just there's that air of confidence when you feel are properly dressed and you have your makeup on or what have you, and you just feel good about yourself. So I think that's important. Hundred okay. uh, percent. Hang on, everybody. Exactly People still want to look. They do still want to look good, even if mm-hmm. you know it, it's we're in this um, like let's say isolation period where we're not really going out as much. But there's still going to be. Um, small dinner parties and things like that. People are, they're going to still want to feel good. We are talking about the start of reopening the economy with three business people. We've got Mary Fragadakis from the Danforth BIA, Linda Prangley, who is the owner of Love Me Do Baby and Maternity, and Nadine Devereaux-Ayakulo, who is with Capo Salerno. And Libby, actually, I'm with Greektown on the Danforth BIA, just to be distinguished from the other four other BIAs on the Danforth. Okay, four of them. Okay. Uh, and, well, so this this question goes to, I, I guess, both you or Mary. You know, the Danforth is a, a place, it's kind of a place for strolling and hanging out and seeing and, and being seen. So, uh, Mary, is, is that going to come back or uh, is that going to be muted well i mean sorry i i suspect given the way people are feel at this time you know there's some people who are you know social distancing and quite concerned about the you know the sort of public health crisis that we're in and then there's others who you know just you know have uh cabin fever so i think it's that the uh the feelings are kind of mixed i mean certainly danforth unfortunately, isn't what it used to be, which is the patio culture, the strolling, mm-hmm. the sitting in the Alexander the Great Park at by the fountain, having a coffee or an ice cream. I mean, I think uh, we can expect that people's behavior is going to be modified just because of the concerns that, that many people have. And rightly so. Um, we're in the middle of a, probably the most serious crisis uh, of a health crisis that we've ever faced. Um, so that's going to drive a lot of change. But I mean, I think that, you know, we're going to find a new normal and we're going to and mm-hmm. we're going to pivot to that. I mean, I look forward to when we can actually start to see each other again and, and uh, you know, um, cl- get closer and closer to some sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nadine, are you expecting that uh, maybe there will be some people in your part who will end up not being able to get through this? What I find up at the Young and Eglinton area, uh, there's a lot of people that are strolling around on the streets. Um, you know, people that, like, they see us in the store because we're, you know, fixing things up, doing this, doing a few little renovations here and there. And, you know, they're knocking on the window, waving, giving us thumbs up. Mm-hmm. They they really do want to see, they want to see, first of all, small businesses survive. And they want to see, you know, a little bit of a change and maybe not everybody opening up, but they're mm-hmm. looking for something to be hopeful for is what I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no, for sure. And and Mary, and then, do you think that some of your members will not be able to make it? Uh, my cousin, 
I'm sorry, my members from Eric's account? I mean, it, it's yeah. hard to say because a lot of these programs, some of them are like too little too late for some people. But, uh, I mean, I'm hopeful that pe- I think people are hanging on. People are trying to adapt to online um, and, you know, change the way that they're, they think about their business and the way that they've been doing their business for a very long time. Um, but, I mean, I think just generally across this country, we're going mm-hmm. to see a, a changed, changed main streets. It's just the nature of what's happened because we're in this now for eight weeks and we don't yeah. know when. I mean, I understand that the provincial government is likely going to be announcing an extension of the emergency order to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So and there's a few you know, businesses in our area that they, they're their not on, surviving. On one at a time. And, uh, who is that? Is that Linda speaking? Uh, no. No, that was Nadine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's just there's a few small businesses in our area that they, they haven't survived. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's hard to understand how, uh, uh, you know, how to survive when you can't open your doors. It's as simple as that. It's yeah. true. It's a day by day. Uh, yeah. What do you then, see? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. And like even for some of the businesses that are allowed to open in other provinces, what I've been hearing is that um, they're also they're still very hesitant to just open their doors up to the public, just because for a small business there's there are a lot of protocols that you need to put into place. The extra sanitation, um, like say in our store we have a customer washroom. What do we do? Like, do we let people use it? And if they do, then what do we do after that? Um, you're also staffing a store again, where when at a time you don't necessarily know if foot traffic is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot to consider, and I feel like, you know, quite honestly, I feel like curbside is going to be probably the way that it's going to be for, for a little while, even if the province was to say next week, oh, hey, you know, go ahead and be open to the public. Um, I, for one, would be a bit hesitant to just embrace that right away. I want to pick up on this business about you know, calling employees back. I know mm-hmm. people are nervous about how that's being done. Uh, some people are actually worried. What if their employees don't want to come back or are anxious? Mary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would think that there's a lot of anxiety out there about, you know, like, if you know that you are, like, uh, observing all the sort of the physical distancing protocols that are out there, but then you see other people in, in parks, and you wonder if you know if they're not really observing protocols that when people go back to to work, you know who's been keeping their distance, who's been washing their hands regularly, who's been sanitizing. Do you know what I mean? So there's like a lot of I think there's a lot of fear out there. Uh, yeah, and uh, Nadine, I mean, have mm-hmm. you thought of how you might change your shop? Are you going to have uh, arrows on the aisles, plexiglass, anything like that? We have um, we have in the store two sanitizing stations that are hands free, so they're an electric sanitizer that'll um, pop out for anybody to use. Uh, we've got gloves, we have face masks for ourselves and for customers. Um, I mean, for us, we would really be wanting to keep it limited if the case be, you know, that we can, let's say, open up doors, it would really only be one or two people to come in at a time. And as far as employees go, it's quite difficult. I mean, it's my husband and I that that have the business. We do have a few employees that we've had to lay off. Um, will they be coming back? Probably not anytime soon, though, to be quite honest. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just 
it's too risky overall. And I know that some people are eager to get into the stores and shopping, but there's a, there are a handful of people that are a little bit hesitant about it as well. Nadine, um, I'm not sure how big your, it's Mary here, I'm not sure how big your store is too, but when some of these, once the stage one starts, I mean, I, I'm thinking that they're going to still have to maintain like separation distances from 100%. the staff to each other, you know, and, and, and as people's stores aren't that big, it's, you know, it's like how many staff can you have in there and still mm-hmm, have yeah. customers in the store and set up some of the plexiglass that, you know, that they're saying that needs to be set up so that, you know, staff is separated from the customers and people are keeping their distance. I mean, some of the stuff operationally is going to be very challenging. I know in yeah. our, the, our chair and the, our board of management, you know, really hopes you know, that business gets going again, but obviously they really hope that it, it gets going and it's carried out in a manner that's really consistent with, like, continuing public health guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it will be. And, uh, Linda, what about you? Do you have employees? Or are you going to be calling them back? Um, so right now we have a store manager who comes in every other day, so we alternate. Um, so that we're minimizing contact with each other and we obviously sanitize and everything after every day that we're in. Um, and then I have another staff who's just basically working from home, like all the admin stuff we've been sending her way. So fortunately, like we've been able to maintain most of our staffing. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, we're lucky that we can do that. We also, like, you know, with customers and things like that, we do a lot of Zoom calls with them. Um, so the store presence is still, is still here, just in a very different way. Um, but, yeah, like, it will be very different. Like, say, you know, typically on Saturdays and Sundays, we would have a few staff at the store at a time. Um, but I don't, I don't know how, I don't see that really happening anytime soon again. Okay, we only have a, mm-hmm. a few seconds left. Nadine, uh, 20 seconds, what would you like to leave us with? Oh, geez. I, <laughs> well, thank you for having me on the show. Um, you know, I hope everybody is able to survive this. Just, you know, stay safe and do your part, and we can get through this. I'm, I feel really positive about it. Um, you know, and hopefully we can uh, we can all meet together and enjoy some celebration after, right? I'm trying to stay positive. I really think it's the best mm-hmm. best method to give in this situation. Okay, and Mary, 20 oh. seconds, please. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on the dance force again. I mean, I'm really excited to see people again and, and, and get back to some kind of sense of normalcy and, and with the businesses and... Uh, the store owners um, and the clientele that we've we've enjoyed in the past. I'm looking forward to just sitting by the fountain and uh, sort of taking it all in at some point. Okay. Thank you so much, Mary Fragadakis, Linda Prangley, and Nadine Devereaux-Iaculo. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Good, good luck, ladies. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, guys. Okay. And that's yeah, all. Too. Okay, bye. Bye. And that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.
Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.